Greetings, Christian Faith Baptist Church disciples, saints of the Most High God. Welcome to another evening to join together, fellowshipping, uh, one part of it, um, but more importantly, to study and dig into God's word. His word, uh, we want to hide in our heart. Our tonight, um, we will go first kind of link back to last week. Um, there was a question that was asked about fasting, so I'll deal with that first. But our main text tonight will be Matthew chapter 6, 19 through 34. Uh, Lord willing, we'll make it through that. Um, we are studying the in the Sermon of the Mount, as a reminder, uh, Matthew chapters 5 through 7 cover the Sermon on the, the Mount, and it's about kingdom living, uh, living in the kingdom of God, and how um, that impacts how we live and conduct our lives with the Lord, uh, with each other, and our witness to the world, so that we can be that salt, light, city set on a hill, that others can see our good works and give glory um, to the Father. And that's what we want to do, give glory to the Father. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for another opportunity um, to, again, be in your presence, uh, to study together as a people of God. Uh, your word may fall upon good ground, bring forth the increase in our lives. May we be transformed um, as we apply God's word. So, Lord, help us not only to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So we we ended last week. We were in um, the first part of uh, chapter six, and we talked about some of the spiritual disciplines of prayer, um, giving, actually almsgiving or giving, prayer, and then fasting. And we, while we didn't spend uh, a lot of time on fasting, I uh, don't know if uh, Deacon Jenkins is on, but I'm going to go ahead and answer the, the question to the best of my knowledge of what he um, brought up, and that is um, about fasting. Uh, so uh, let me just talk about fasting briefly. Uh, fasting, by its very definition, means to abstain from food or drink. And I believe the question is, why do we fast from food? So when we use it, when we hear the word fast, uh, automatically it's primarily referring um, to uh, fast from food. Um, one, it's also, you can also add in there, it's, a, it's about abstinence. So it could be food or water. And we can look at various scriptures, both from old and new, um, you know, there's the miraculous or the, what we, some people call the supernatural fast of the 40 days without food or water. Um, let me put this, say this in there, please. If you are under medical supervision or anything of that nature, uh, make sure you uh, get the okay from your physician, um, your medical personnel to make sure that you um, can engage. And so, and, and if you do want to, if you're, sometimes it's uh, cutting back. So instead of having three eggs, three pieces of bacon, two pieces of toast, you can cut that down to one egg, one piece of bacon, 
and uh, half a piece of toast. So that's one way that you can uh, begin to abstain or, or cut back, especially if you have a medical issue and you still need to, to eat. So mainly con considers food and water, but you can abstain from other things. And there are examples um, in the both Old and New Testament where abs abstinence from sex, abstinence from or cutting back on ornate clothing, um, and so the, all that's included in fasting and its purpose is, especially when it race, relates to food, uh, and we can link this with Matthew chapter five, the, uh, the Beatitudes, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. So that spiritual appetite, when we have that hunger pang, uh, it reminds us that we are um, hungry for the things of God. Uh, we know that we are to live in self-denial, take up and up our cross. And so fasting is another way of having us focus on living a life of surrender. So that's, you know, that's kind of the, uh, the essence of fasting, primarily food, but it can include food and water. It's a form of abstinence. So that will kind of um, speak to our spiritual hunger. So we have an appetite for the Lord. And that's one of the spiritual disciplines um, that's covered in the earlier part of Matthew chapter six. Any questions on that? Okay. Um, we're going to start at uh, Matthew chapter uh, six, reading from verse 19. And I'm going to ask someone to read uh, verses 19 through 23. So, and then stop there and then we'll get somebody else to read the next part. So some, could someone read verses 19 through 23? Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And then someone read from verses 24. Uh, through the end of the chapter, so 24 through 34. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spend. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. But that is how God clothes the grass of the 
of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire. Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, Go ahead. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And probably we can start there and work backwards because I think everybody can uh, identify with that, that sufficient for the day is its own trouble as, or what, as it was read. You know, each day has its own enough trouble for itself. So uh, mm -hmm. why keep on piling on and adding more worry? Uh, and that will kind of bog us down. But let's go back to verse, uh, 19, verse 19. We just talked about, again, the spiritual disciplines of giving, prayer, fasting, um, building up the body, of, of building up our, our spiritual lives. But it, it continues. Um, it's, it's almost a link to the first part about giving. Um, and so it's, it starts off saying, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Okay. So let's, let's take a pause here to uh, say partially what it does not mean. Um, it does not mean uh, that you should not have a bank account or that you should not invest and not prepare for the future. Okay. Um, so I just want to make sure that uh, we say, well, the Bible says don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. So therefore, well, let, let me just say this. If you are going <laughs> to empty your bank account, there's a church called Christian Faith Baptist Church that will <laughs> gladly um, be a repository of all that. So it's, it's not saying not to say, not to invest, not, not to uh, look towards the future because, um, you know, you can look at other scriptures, you know, talking about when the Lord refers to consider the ant. Um, and so how it stores up. So in nature, those things take place. So it's not saying that. Um, so what is it saying? We'll get into that for the uh, in just a moment. But do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Where? What's what's the next part? Part? Moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Well, that's the first part. Is where moth. Do not lay for yourself treasures on earth where moth and mm -hmm. rust destroy, where thieves uh -huh. break in and steal. Um, so let's, let's look at that just for a moment. Um, what does that tell us? That those things that are on earth are temporary? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, they, they are, maybe you haven't experienced it, um, but you know, have you ever seen uh, clothes that have been in the closet for a while? And have you ever seen a moth-eaten piece of garment? Yes. At one yes. point, that had some value to somebody, 
um, or maybe um, a tool that's in your garage um, that you haven't used for a while and it's rusted over. So all the things that we may invest in and think that they're so important, um, they can easily pass away. So mm -hmm. one of the things that's teaching us as people of the kingdom um, is to watch those things that we treasure. What's the yes. most important? What are the things that are the priority that God wants us to focus on? So don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Luke, there's a passage in Luke uh, about the uh, person, I, I did not write the scripture, I know it's in Luke, where he says, you know, uh, soul, uh, you have much, I will build barns and et cetera. And then it says, uh, you fool, this day your soul shall be required of you. So all this effort that you put into or you, you think that's important, one of the words that was used earlier in uh, prayer time was control. We think we have control of the future, but nobody knows the day nor the hour because um, we know too many stories where we just assume that people are going to be, especially those that may be younger. This pandemic has taught us a very valuable lesson. Um, it's not discriminatory in terms of age, um, young or older. So we don't have control over uh, when death will come. We do all that we can to take care of ourselves, but especially when it comes to possessions, um, they're not lasting. Also, that loses value. Um, then it says, not only moth and rust, but thieves break in and steal. Um, it's not only valuable to you, it's valuable to somebody else. And you may lose it very quickly, um, either through, and especially now, it doesn't have to be that they break into your house. They break into your bank account using uh, cyber theft, identity theft. So all those things that, you know, all of a sudden, especially if you have a, you know, some of the uh, uh, banks and credit cards, they will call you saying, um, did you make a purchase for this amount? Um, and so people know how to break in and steal. And if our hope is in all that, what usually happens when we lose something that we think is value, valuable? We get what? Angry? Upset? Yes. Um, we become attached to those things. Um, and so this warning against don't put your focus and energy on things <laughs> of the earth. However, here's where um, I would, this is where I'm going to direct you to invest. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Um, and then it goes just the opposite, where moth and rust do not destroy, thieves do not break in and steal. So what does that tell you about investing in the kingdom of God, investing in heavenly things? What does that tell us? That is eternal. Okay, stop right there. It is what? Eternal. Eternal versus temporary. Transitory. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good word too. Transitory. So... Just, just, just logically, what would you rather have? Something that's eternal or something that's transitory? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure the answer is you want it, something that's um, eternal. What else does it tell us? 
It's eternal. It's secure. Secure, right. So you don't have to worry about it. Um, again, I, I keep referring back to uh, investments, but that's, I think it's a good analogy because some they will say, um, especially when it comes to stock markets, mutual funds, et cetera, uh, there is no guarantee um, and you may lose money. So you may think that you're investing in something, you, you follow the stocks and all that stuff, um, but there's no guarantee, even the banks, they only will guarantee up to a certain amount. Um, so, but when, you, when we invest in the Lord, what happens? It's secure, it's permanent, it's eternal, it's safe. So we want to invest in those things that are going to be lasting. Um, and of course, there's a, a song that says, only what you do. Thank you. Only what you do for Christ will last. So make sure that we are uh, investing, especially as believers. Where is our priority? Where, where is our Heart. And that's the last part. For where your treasure is, there your what? Heart will be. So what God is doing as people of the kingdom of God, God is working on our hearts, that our hearts will be renewed, transformed, that we will be in love with the Lord, that our whole being, Lord, I want to invest myself in you, things that are eternal, and, and, and from there, that's where we can go back in, in our prayer time and say, Lord, there's some things that I, I'm, I'm out of focus. I've been in thinking about things that really have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Lord, redirect my attention, redirect my energy so that I can, my heart will be for you. Lord, help me to lay up for myself treasures in heaven but but it's also talking to the believers of the body of christ because he's talking to his disciples and those gathered around lay up for yourselves and so corporately as well focusing on those things that are going to bring glory to the lord that are going to be eternal um, and and one of the reasons why this is important for the body of christ because we can get caught up into programmatics, things that are going to make us feel good, but they're not lasting. Where is it? Where is our focus and the things we're invested in within the church that are going to bring out eternal value? Um, so that, and again, not saying that you can't, we can't have fun and enjoy each other, but if that's all that we do, then we, our heart is not in the right place as believers. Any other comments on that? Well, it takes it it takes God makes God go on the on the second chair because you prioritizing everything but Him. He should be first and foremost in our lives, and uh, yeah. and that's the problem that we have. If we look at our daily life, how much time we give to God, how much time we do for other things, we are very convicting to ourselves on time management. How much time we pray. It's not for God, it's for us, the mm -hmm. sacrificial part. <clears throat> and, and that word sacrifice goes back to what we were we started with talking about fast. Fasting gets us, gets us in the framework of hungering after the right. things of the Lord. And as we're doing that, 
uh, when, when we read this passage, that's part of that hungering. Our hunger is, Lord, that our heart, Lord, make my heart sensitive, tender, that I'll have a, uh, a desire to please you and focus my energy on the things that are going to be permanent and have lasting value. So our heart. So what? where do we spend our time? And I, and I thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Brother Taswell, for, for bringing that up. Where do we spend our time, talent, and our treasure? That should be an, that will be an indicator um, of of where we are in this this vein. Okay. Anything else? So lay up for yourselves tre treasures in heaven, and that's that's a heart thing. Let's go on to the next uh, section from verse uh, from verses nineteen through twenty four. So now it goes from verses twenty. Actually, it's only verse twenty four. No one can serve. Yeah. Did I skip something? Oh, sorry, 22. The lamp of the body is the uh, eye. Mm -hmm. Does anybody know of a Sunday school song that may address this? Oh, be careful. Little eye, what you see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we learned that in Sunday school or vacation. Early Sunday school. <laughs> the, of the body is the eye so we talked about where we're spending our treasures so what are we what are we looking at so the lamp of the body is the eye so the eye becomes then a gateway right so what are we letting in that's the question it is a question what are we letting in um, lots of things and not all the good so and especially in this day of, of uh, cyber the cyber world um, um, we have to especially be on on guard um, so it, it, the challenge is, okay, if the, if the lamp of the body, so the lamp is going to illuminate so the body will go in that direction, correct? That's going to help us to see where we're going, gives us direction, movement, because that path is lit and we're going to go in that direction. So where, what are we looking at and allowing into our eyes? What is our focus on? Um, and I'll just put it in um, TV terms. What are we watching? Mm -hmm. you, no, I mean, nobody has to answer that question. It's really a challenge <laughs> because there are some things that we may be watching that we're feeding the wrong things in our, uh -huh. in yeah. our spirits. So what are we watching? Um, <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> I'll say it's kind of funny, but it's really not. Um, because sometimes, guilty, uh, you're watching a show, or no, I'm watching a show, and you know, they they set it up so that, you know, it looks so innocent, mm -hmm. and you really want this people, the couple to be together because they're the hero, hero and her heroine. 
even though they may be married to somebody else, but they deserve that. So that becomes part of, you know, our psyche. Then you catch yourself like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of have to catch yourself because one part says, yeah, they're so nice. They deserve each other and et cetera, et cetera. So that's just one example um, of, of things that we allow in that can affect the way we what? Think. Right. So when we allow it to be a gateway into the body, mm-hmm. heading in the wrong direction. So what are we watching? Uh, Not only on television. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Pastor, I, I go back to David. What was he watching on that balcony? It didn't happen the first time. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a matter of time. And same thing when you get on the computer, you, you get these pop-ups. You need to, you know, click it, get out of there. Because you, mm-hmm. you stay there long enough, you're going to drop a cookie. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, man. Say, say that one more time, a little bit slower in case somebody missed it. So yeah. oh. if a pop-up comes up, you didn't, you didn't, Click on it, so it's not your fault. Mm. So you're saying, what should I do? I said, hey, get, get out of there. He <laughs> said, <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> that's why. That's why it's I don't want to. You know, and, and sometimes we have we we have to do that because how do we stay clean in an unclean world as Christians? Mm. That's right. That's right. Um, the the book of Proverbs kind of covers it around, I think it's chapter four or five, where it talks about the foolhardy one who listens to the um, provocative woman and mm-hmm. hears her voice. And rather than the, that fool turning around, just keeps on going in that direction. So, uh, and that was in no wise me to say that the woman is always the fault. I'm just talking about right. what the scripture says. But right. what it talks about is being foolhardy to follow after something that we know is going down the wrong direction right. because we are watching the wrong thing on television, the internet, or we're watching people get away with stuff mm-hmm. who are not living a life of integrity and it's working for them. So therefore, for a while, it's working for them. <laughs> what you say? Oh, wow, thank you. <laughs> what did you just say? For, for a, a while. For a while. Wow. So again, careful what you're watching, but also the who mm. you're watching. So the lamp of the body is the eye. What are uh, you letting into your body, your being? Remember where your heart is, that your treasure is. Same thing is mm-hmm. happening here. What you're letting in is going to affect... Uh-huh. Your heart, for out of the heart flows the issue of life. So whatever you feed the, the heart, um, you know, so, well, you know, when, when we're in crisis, things are going to come out of our mouth that's in the heart. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we hear that all the time when people will do, do things and say, well, I'm not really like, I'm not a racist. I'm not this. I'm not. Well, it's in there. Because so people say, well, I'm not a racist. I, I it's, 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 it's what's in there is going to come out. If somebody I'm not just talking about politicians, sport figures, I'm talking about us. us. If somebody tell you something like that, believe it. 
And thank you. It's because it's 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 like the old uh, ragu commercial. It's in there. It's in so there. What's in there is going to come out. That is why we need to feed our spirit. So when you are hammering a nail and you hit your thumb, what should come out of your mouth? Hallelujah. <laughs> Bless oh, the Lord, because what's in there is going to come out. So, lamp of the body is the eye. Yeah, One of the things that was um, interesting to uh, uh, to learn is that one uh, way of looking at the lamp of the the eye, if the eye is good or healthy, uh, meaning focus on the right thing. Another translation of that is if the if you have single eye, single eye. And why is that important? Well, it's important to uh, Sister Debbie and I because Reverend Eastman, you don't know Reverend Eastman, <laughs> wonderful West Indian pastor. And we were, I think we had just gotten married or were getting married. And he said, I pray the Lord give you a single eye. And you know, when he said, I had never heard that expression before, but he spoke that. And this was, we got married in 1982. And you can see, I still remember that because he spoke mm -hmm. that word with authority and conviction. I pray the Lord give you single eye, meaning that my mm -hmm. focus will only oh, be on oh. my wife. Amen. So that's what single eye means, devoted, totally focused or faithfulness. So the Lord will give a single eye to the things of the Lord. And I didn't tell my wife I was going to share that. So I appreciate, uh, I see that, I see that, I see that smile. It's all good. It's all good. It's true. <laughs> um, so it, it gives, if your eye is healthy, it gives light to the whole body. Um, in contrast, if your heart is evil by seeking after, let me go back. But if your eye is bad or evil, verse 23, mm -hmm. your whole body will be full of darkness. Darkness. If therefore that light is, is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Mm. It's serious. Mm -hmm. So you, you think you're okay. Somebody thinks they're okay, but they're not because what's in there is darkness. Mm -hmm. And the life that they're living is darkness. And the way that they think is darkness. Dark. The way that they treat others is darkness. It spills over to so many because it says how great is the dark. It's nothing to play with. Mm -hmm. This is serious. Uh, when we talk about what are the things that we allow? The lamp of the body is the eye. That's a gateway. That's what That's we let in. I'm sorry, go ahead. Can I, can I just read one thing from in the commentary? Go I, ahead. It says, the good eye looks to God as its master and fills the person with light of God's will. The bad eye looks to treasures on earth and admits only the darkness of greed and self-interest. The person's whole life will be determined by the kind of light that I fits in. Amen. Amen. You know I have a song for that. 
like to hear it. Walk yeah. in the light. Yeah. What? Beautiful light. Beautiful light. <laughs> light. Yes. And so when we allow that to uh, enter into our life, we'll have that single eye, the focus on the things of God, pleasing him, not focused on wealth and money. And we'll get into that a little bit more uh, because if we're not, we're going to let the darkness in and we're going to live that life according to that way. And that's not what kingdom of God people are all about. Our lives have been changed, transformed by being with Jesus and that we should be a reflection of that seeking after him. Verse 24. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God, in some translations say, and mammon, or money. money. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it means the same or similar thing. Um, but let's let's go back to, because you used the word Deacon Palmer, um, master, that you read from your commentary, and, and it says it right here. So no one can serve two masters we we think we can multitask people often use that expression well i'm multitasking well normally when you are multitasking you're not doing both of them to the best of your ability you may Equally. be focused on Equally. one mm -hmm. uh, but what something is going to lack or both of, both of them, you think you're doing your full attention, but neither one is your best. Mm -hmm. So we, there's a, a mindset, well, I'm multitasking. Well, um, just, just ask the person who is uh, on the phone in their car and driving. Um, they're, mm -hmm. they're multitasking but they're not doing it very well. We, we know, <laughs> I didn't ask anybody to raise their hand. <laughs> Good for the soul. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, confession. <laughs> Confess your faults one to one to another that you may be healed. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. There's a healing coming on. <laughs> so no one can serve two masters. So, we're going to have divided loyalties. Divided loyalty, you're going to be disloyal to one. And I want us to make the link back to uh, what the earlier in the Sermon on the Mount was, um, goes back to idolatry and a form of adultery. Uh, because when we are unfaithful to the Lord, it has often been compared to having adulterous relationship. You're mm -hmm. taking your attention that belongs to the, to the Lord and you're putting it on some other idol. And in this case, it's money. Um, so that's one. And so you're either going to, and, and there is, an, and it's interesting here because he doesn't give us a gray area, right? Because either you're going to hate one and the opposite of that, or you're going to what? Love the other. Love the other. Mm -hmm. You are going to, next is to loyal to one or despise the other. Amen. Uh, Reverend. Go ahead. I thought about it today. 
Judas. You can't okay. serve two masters. He loved money, and yet he said he loved God. But yet that night he went and turned him in. And it wasn't that night. If you read the scriptures, he had been going back and forward earlier. So he had a relationship with the Pharisees at that even uh, had a better, closer relation with them than his brothers in Christ, the disciples. <clears throat> and uh, when you when you do that, you can't definitely can't. That's when you can't serve money and God. He, and, and that's what happened at the end. He finally found out, and he threw the bag down. That's right. So that's that's a good example. And and to further that, um, it's living a life of deception because <laughs> obviously. Um, Jesus knew and later the writer expressed it um, but as far as they knew he was just the keeper of the money um, mm -hmm. but you know, one writer in the, in the gospel says he would often <laughs> help himself um, so he had that uh, love of money so uh, you cannot serve two masters um, I mentioned this on Sunday uh, but I'll, I'll bring it up again and this was the uh, contest between uh, Elijah and the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. It's found in First Corinthians. I'm sorry, First Kings. I believe it's chapter eighteen or nineteen. Um, and again, he confronts the the people of Israel, and he basically says, "How long halt ye?" <laughs> Using King James, "How long halt ye between two opinions? If God be God, serve Him." but if not serve the veils. And this again was the distressing part. And the people answered him not a word. You cannot serve God and mammon. It's going to, there is no mill road when it comes to serving the Lord. We have to be committed to him. Otherwise, uh -huh. We're going we're gonna to allow things to come in um, into our lives and start adopting things and trying to say, well, it's okay. It's not, it's not that bad. Or comparing ourselves to some others. Well, at least I didn't do what Keith did um, as if Keith is the standard. The, the standard is God's word. Um, and so we have to make sure that we don't have that divided loyalty conflicting directors because one master is going to say one thing and the other master is going to say uh, something else. And so who, whose voice will we heed? Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Whose voice will we heed? You cannot serve God who is eternal or mammon or money, which is what? Temporary. Perishing, mm -hmm. all those things that it's not going to be lasting. So, you know, the scripture, or I've heard the scripture, and oftentimes it's misquoted where it says, uh, Money is the root of all evil, but it's the love of money, right? Is the root of all. So, again, the affections of our heart, where is it directed to? Um, that we can not serve two masters. Our whole attention should be on the living God 
and guarding our hearts as kingdom people, uh, he wants all of us, not part-time, but full-time, our attention towards him. You cannot serve God and man amen. or amen. God and money. Money, amen, amen. Pastor, I have a question. Uh, how would you characterize a, a rich man like a billionaire? Could they be Christians? Say a man who has been uh, attentive to making money all his life. How can he serve God and, and be, a, maintain, be a billionaire? Uh, it matters not. God is no respecter of persons. So whether rich, poor, I mean, James talks about just basically a warning to the rich, you know, don't despise your, your brother and to give of your heart. So mm -hmm. um, that, you know, whether you're rich or poor, I mean, there, there is a challenge in the rich young ruler in um, Matthew's gospel where he comes to the Lord, you know, saying, you know, what good thing must I do? And Jesus says, Love the Lord. All these things I've kept from my youth. And the Lord says, uh, go sell all you have and come follow me. And the man went away thinking, oh, no, you're asking. So and he said, one thing you lack. You're not, you're not really in it. You want to justify yourself. So if you really want to serve the Lord uh, in that case, mm -hmm. that's not a blanket statement that the only way to really serve the Lord is to give all your money away but in that case it was something in his heart that he was self-righteous rather than seeking out the lord so um for example there are a lot of and i don't know the names but there are a lot of wealthy philanthropists uh, and i'll say christian philanthropists um, that give to the body of christ that give to the church um, and so whether you're wealthy and remember we also can't use a only a Western standard um, because that's the less than the one percenters um, are in the billionaire billionaires club. Mm -hmm. um, but it, you know, you are saved by grace. And so it doesn't matter who you are, what your economic standpoint standard is, um, but to whom much give much is given, much is required. So mm -hmm. I think we can look at it from that standpoint. Um, but we yeah. also have to look at look at our own self. Um, and see where we are. Go ahead. So, uh, somebody was ready to chime in. Job was a rich man. Job, Abraham. I mean, there's a lot of examples in the scriptures of wealthy people, and, and so I don't. I don't think the wealth is the issue. It's what we do with that, and where is our focus? We, if if God blesses us um, in that particular way, and I don't only want to use that word blessed because we're blessed no matter what um, but especially in that area of economic prosperity then all God does it for a reason he entrusts that so whether he entrusts us with a thousand or a billion we're, we still have a, a stewardship issue um, as a believer so I think that's a good question that we cannot and I'll I'll say the don't don't judge somebody until chapter seven because we'll cover that later. Um, but I think that that's a good question. So it's not our wealth; it's our heart before the Lord, and where is our focus? Anybody else? Good question. Thank you. There's a greater responsibility for yes. those who are, 
who are blessed with plenty, um, there's just a greater responsibility. Yes. Um, whether it's one talent, five yes. or 10, um, that's what we are called to do. And because um, there are you know, so oftentimes there are people say, you know, they're wealthy. Why aren't they doing this? Uh, but they may be giving much more than we realize. Mm-hmm. And then look at what we're doing. It pales in comparison, not just volume or quantity, but some, some of those are giving, you know, a great deal of their wealth, their royalties over to various charities. Um, and God has blessed them in that way. Um, but then there's the other extreme of the widow's might. And the Lord commends her that she gave all that she had. That's not necessarily a standard um, by which, because he's actually pointing at that widow to condemn the Sadducees who were boasting in themselves. So the con- that context was, look, you think you're all that, but look at this widow who is giving all that she had. So again, that's another illustration that our righteousness must exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. And I'm going to stop. I'm not going to try. Last week, I tried to rush through, but I think we're at a good stopping point. So next week, we'll pick up at verse um, 25, which is actually a good starting point, because that in itself um, is uh, a whole topic in and of itself, talking about uh, seeking first and not worrying. So uh, we'll, we'll pick up there next week. Um, Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, I think that's it. That's it. God is so good. Uh, he's faithful. Thank you uh, for, for joining in Bible study um, and that we can grow together and converse. And iron sharpens iron. So I pray that we are improving that we're not only again hearers but doers being challenged is one of the greatest things that you can do is after uh, being part of bible study is not just to toss it but to go back and dig into the scriptures and see what else god is uh, speaking to your hearts because he may have spoken to you and that often happens that you know you know i may be as a speaker trying to uh, emphasize one point the spirit of God points you in another direction. Go with that and let the Lord speak to your heart because he may be working in you um, some great work that needs to that needs to happen. So just keep digging into the scripture um, like the um, Berean Christians. Digging in to see these things of the Lord. Amen. Um, amen. amen. We praise God. Um, we're going to get ready to close in prayer. And closing in prayer, we share prayer concerns, um, praise reports. Um, I am so, so grateful to hear our deacon chair praying yes. uh, earlier. So thank you so much, Deacon Amen. Anthony. Um, what a blessing you are and an encouragement you are. Um, to me, and I believe I can say to us. Amen. 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 Any other prayer concerns, praise reports?
I'd like to thank I'd like to thank God for uh, for um, having my, my car had a major problem and it was uh, a praised at a high at a high cost fairly yeah. high cost and whenever they gave me the bill the uh, manager said, we didn't have to spend as much as we thought we did. And it was over half of what they had projected. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank God for that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. He abundantly supplies. Yes, he does. Uh, I, I'm requesting prayer for my wife as she has traveled home to visit her family. Oh, amen. Amen. Definitely, let's wrap in prayer. Uh, Pat Hughes, can you, uh, Deacon Hughes, can you hear me? Yes. Are are you Mm -hmm. on, Deacon? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I'm uh, at the end. I'm going to ask you to close in prayer. So I just want to. Make stay on. Don't don't uh, <laughs> don't sign up before because you're going to close us in prayer and bring these requests before the Lord. So, um, so anyone else that we want to uh, lift up in prayer or praise report? Well, that's that we lift up the families of those young guys that um, mm. got killed in that. That has just touched my heart. So because we don't know any of the circumstances, we should not. Uh, focus on that. We just should focus on that many lives being lost at one time. Amen. And Amen. the number of families that it affects. Affected. Yes. Yes. I want to lift up the missionaries that's over in Haiti that yes. the, the gangs has gotten. You oh, know, yes. They're doing Thank it you. for the Lord. So uh, God's going to take care of them. And uh, also for those going through a season of mourning, and there's quite a bit of them. Yes. 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 I want to mention a family. I don't know if they've been mentioned before. It's a young family that has come to Christian faith before Mm -hmm. um, several times. The father is Milan. The mother is Crystal. And they have a little eight-year-old daughter. um, And a baby. And a new baby. And a new baby. And Mm -hmm. the parents, I'm not sure if everyone is aware, the parents have been in a terrible accident um, quite some time, maybe about five weeks ago now. And, on, on, uh, on 9-11. On 9-11. Yeah. Um, please, please pray for their family. Um, their, their, their parents are, are really, um, they need our prayers for recovery mm-hmm. and for their family. Mm-hmm. Their last serious, name. Serious injuries. Yes. yes. Their, their last name um, is Ivy. Thank you. What else do they need? Besides prayer, do you know? Um, right now, I've it's been now two weeks since I talked to okay. um, Milan. He's now in Rocky Mount, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, he's at a, a recovery center in Rocky Mount. Okay. I, his wife was in whatever that county where Nashville is. <laughs> Wilson. Uh, Nash, uh, County. Nash County. Uh, Nash, County. Nash County. 
yeah, somewhere else. But anyway, that that's where she was uh, in the hospital. Um, but I'm not sure she's back yet. So uh, yeah, definitely keep them in prayer. Amen. Yeah. Pastor, keep me in prayer. The doctor rescheduled my appointment for Friday. Oh, okay. Definitely do that. All right, Deacon Hughes, you are, if you could close us in prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you with praise and thanksgiving, praising you, Father God, for who you are and thanking you, our Heavenly Father, for every spiritual, metaphysical, and financial blessing that you so graciously give. We thank you, Father God, that morning by morning, new verses we see, and great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto us. Lord God, I confess that I sin and force you up your word. We all sin in thought, word, and deed. None of us are worth of what you have done, is doing, or is going to do. And that's why, Father God, we say thank you. Thank, thank you, Lord. Father God, for loving us in spite of our sin for sales. Yes, Thank you, please. Father God, for having mercy upon us and for not giving us what we yes. deserve. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father God, for your amazing saving grace for saving poor, wretched sinners like us. And thank you, our Heavenly Father, for giving your only begotten Son to die once and for all of us. But yes. take it on, Lord God, our sins, something we could not do to save ourselves. So we thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for the gift and blessing of prayer for hearing and for answering prayers. And thank you, Father God, that you don't always give us what we ask for. But Lord God, you always give us what we need. And we thank yes, you, Father Lord. God. Yes, and now, God, our Heavenly Father, I don't remember all the prayers that were lifted, but you know, oh God, because yes. even before we ask, oh God, yes. you already know what we yes. are going to need all. So we thank yes. you, Father God. Yes. And Father God, I ask you, oh God, to hear those prayers and answer those prayers, Lord God, in such a way, Lord God, that we would know it was you who answered the prayers, Lord God. Because Lord God, you hear us, you hear our prayers, Hear us even, Lord God, when we are not saying anything. You hear our thoughts. You know our mm. deepest thoughts. So, Lord God, I ask you to please move in a special way into, Lord God, the lives and to, to those, Lord God, who lifted the prayers for others. Lord God, I ask you, oh God, to stretch forth your mighty hands across this world in every nation, Father God. Yes, God. Yes. Bless and bless and help. Each individual according to our every yeah. need. Lord God, yes. I ask that you, oh God, would help us, oh God, to do our part, Lord God. And Lord God, study your word and then, oh God, doing what it says. Lord yeah. God, help us be a more grateful and thankful people, Lord God. Yes. That we, oh God, will wake up praising you. And when the Lord bed at night, praise you and thank you, Lord God, yes. Yes. all day long. Yes. Lord God, all these blessings we ask and thank you for. It's in the name of the Father, our Maker, the Son, our Savior, the Holy Spirit, our convicting God, and Jesus' precious, most powerful, and loving name. I pray, I praise, and I thank thee. Let everybody say, Amen. 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 Well, good night, everyone. Amen. Amen.
Good night. Good night. Good night, Good night all. Good night.